0: Hello everyone and welcome finally back to More Knowing Wheel. Yes, we did the show away together. Sounds like a romantic vacation. It certainly was not. (laughs) It definitely Um, was. It it definitely, definitely was not. Uh, But we're back today. Episode 127 of your favourite Formula One show. Of course, a massive thank you to all of you uh, that persevered throughout the last episode. We we apologise for the audio. Clearly, Jamie and myself are not meant to be together um so we're back in our own safe spaces now and since that last podcast Jamie, we've actually both been quite busy with a lot of other things haven't
1: we yeah hence the lack of uploads since then but uh yeah i think i've stayed in my own bed twice since he's he's (laughs) he's got that dog in him (laughs) (laughs) well just for travel obviously (laughs)
0: obviously obviously jamie183 the absolute dog that is never how i expected uh to intro one of these podcasts um but yeah jamie's obviously you've been away twice haven't you since then yes
1: yes i have and yes the just got back, life. Uh, well last night and now it's we're recording in wednesday morning for context so yeah We'll get it's Yeah, and obviously
0: I've been to the Belgian Grand Prix, had a lot of fun there, you know, come back, uh, waited for Jamie to return, uh, apparently as well for our visual uh, viewers here on YouTube. Uh, I've also got the mumps for some reason, so we're not going to look... At this side of my chin all morning, please. It's horrendous. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back to normal broadcasting from next week, of course. Quickly, though, a little bit of housekeeping before we dive into this. You know, we keep mentioning it in every one of the podcasts at the moment. Uh, from 2024, Knowing Wheel is going to be shifting away from the matt 212 YouTube channel and onto its own dedicated channel. There'll be a link to that down in the description below. Uh, so, of course, if you are watching this on YouTube and you want to go check us out there, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated all of the podcasts are going live there uh, usually actually before they go live on the mat and Two youtube channel anyway um but yeah as we move towards 2024 obviously we're trying to separate this brand out into its own area so of course if you follow us as well on various social medias greatly greatly appreciated but jamie it's been a while since the belgian grand prix and to be honest it kind of felt like there wasn't a huge amount to talk about is there especially when it was so long ago
1: yes yeah i've had this i think one of the time of the season where just because we we missed the boat a little bit, it seems a bit pointless to go over it as we usually do. So we'll go over it quickly, I think. But yeah, it was kind of as worryingly as the uh, <laughs> as the season is kind of been going towards. The race was fairly boring. Um, I'll throw that straight out there. But yeah, obviously Max Verstappen won because it's twenty twenty three, and he's the best driver in the best car. So yeah, and behind that, it was it was all right there was stuff happening but it wasn't particularly interesting
0: yeah i mean really what can we say oscar piastri again you know we we backed him right from the start of the year but he's doing very very well um obviously got that p2 in the sprint race and then got psyched in the real gp um perez you know a better weekend you know goes into the summer break with a tiny bit of momentum apparently uh Although, there's some speculation around his
1: contract isn't there uh yeah because he's so many points behind Max, there's some sort of release clause.
0: 125. If apparently if he was over 100, 125 or over behind, uh, he could take a salary cut. Was from what we gathered, uh, and he's exactly 125 behind at the moment.
1: Yeah, unfortunate, really, for Jeko. That's one fastest lap difference or something. But um, we'll have to wait and see if it actually happens. Christian Horner seems to be pleased with him this weekend, so that's all right for Jeko. Yeah, got back towards where he should
0: be. And I mean, looking at the Drivers' Championship, though, behind them, there's still a lot of battles going on as we head into the second half of the year. One point between Hamilton and Alonso uh, in P3 and P4 there. Uh, seven points covering Charles Leclerc, uh, Carlos Sainz and George Russell behind them. Uh, and then obviously Lando Norris already ahead of Lance Stroll, which is rather impressive as well. So, the, you know, there's a lot of different battles going up and down the order. Um, I don't. Is there anything else you want to talk about from the Belgian Grand Prix or do we want to get just into the meat of the video?
1: Uh, Gazi did well. I like that. Cassie got he third place in well. the sprint, well done
0: He did, it was very odd wasn't it and then yeah. basically did nothing in the GP
1: uh, Did he get a point? No he didn't get a point Well, He, he, did almost, he point. almost got a point
0: <laughs> Yeah well I think this is the problem isn't it Now, Alpine unless they make a big upgrade are basically going to spend the rest of the year almost getting a point Yeah. because there's... it's Red Bull, Aston, Mercedes,
1: Ferrari McLaren now isn't it That is the top 5 teams and then you've got Alpine definitely the 6th fastest team which means that the other four are basically fighting for scraps, which is why stuff like Albon's P7 that you got in Canada will be huge, because the bottom four teams are basically picking off a point here and there. Yeah,
0: and it, it kind of feels like, especially as we head into the second half of the year, unless we get a really, really stupid race, would not surprise me if none of those teams were able to score again. No, they Maybe
1: Williams will. at Monza. Some of them definitely will. I think that, like, Alvatari scored in Belgium. Like, Almost every race, one of them has scored eight points or a couple of points.
0: Yeah, yeah we'll wait and see. We'll <laughs> wait and see, I suppose. Um, of course, the other big news, you know, we mentioned Alpine there. It's basically going to be Gasly and Ocon by the end of the year, isn't it, in yeah. that team? Everyone is getting
1: sacked. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of see this every few years. Alpine slash Renault just decide they can't be bothered to do F1 anymore and try and do something to pull out, and then just don't, and stay, and then rename themselves, and then yeah, they're very, very confusing. So, yeah, it's interesting because Alain Permain's been there like 25 years or something. Yeah, and like, yeah,
0: longer than that, I think.
1: Yeah, it seems a quite strange decision to be making so many changes. Otmar's only been there 18 months or so. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit odd, but the French are the French, aren't they? So we'll leave them to it and see what happens when they've got two drivers and no staff at the end of the year. Yeah, when Gasly and Ocon are trying to put
0: their own tyres on in the pit stops. Uh, it, it did, however, though, allow us to get the greatest quote from Formula One in 2023, didn't it? Otmar are the absolute legend. Did you see this? I don't
1: think i was, I might have seen it on Twitter, but I don't remember it.
0: It, it. I mean, it has gone viral, not just in F1, but just in general circles oh, anyway. Oh, I do know this, yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, Otmar are talking about, you know... Obviously, he's made all these signings for the... Obviously for, personnel that come in for 2024 and 2025 Um, and obviously now he's not going to be able to see those signings um he said it's like trying to get nine girls pregnant and expecting a baby in a month which i think is absolutely incredible as a quote there but you know i mean alpine again they're such a weird team um i've seen a lot of calls now as to whether they should sell up shop to andretti uh for the near future you know they already had that engine deal in place obviously it was more obviously a deal in principle um but that could be a good shout. but of course on the other hand you know one idea that i quite like the idea of um is alpine sell the uh, uk base to andretti and just work in france you know it seems so odd that that team is still half and half across yeah. the, across the channel
1: yeah but then the endstone factory has been run by renault like years and years i'd I'd be sad to see that sold off but they probably in my opinion they should move their engine base to the uk as well because that would probably make a lot more sense
0: well i think the problem with that is of course that it's french government
1: funded yeah i suppose yeah the french government is so strange
0: (laughs) okay go on go on that's all i want to say you're going to start a politics (laughs) channel as well where jamie just slates mackerel on every week or something um but anyway let's get into the real meat then jamie of the video of course it's the summer break um we are planning on doing a couple of iceberg videos as well over the coming weeks but today we want to cash your minds back to i'm just looking here the 28th of february 2023 jamie it feels like a long time ago now um it was actually only a week out uh, before the first grand prix Mm. of the 2023 season and we made our predictions for the drivers And constructors championship for 2023. Now, of course, we're not at the end of the year yet, so we're not going to tot up the scores entirely. But today, Jamie is going to react to the predictions we made, and we're going to just kind of discuss each team and how things have gone. Now, do we want to go from bottom to top, or do we want to go top to bottom in terms of teams? Uh, go bottom to top. Okay, wonderful. So we'll start then with our real life 2023. Bottom constructor, three points to the name. All courtesy of Yuki Sonoda, and probably a team that's had more drama uh, than any other. It's Alpha Tauri, Jamie. Um, it is. What, what do we make of their season?
1: I think it's been quite expected. I think I predicted them tenth. I can't remember. I've definitely predicted them you down there. Did predict them tenth. Oh well, that's good for me. Uh, I can't. I think you put Williams bottom. If I remember, I right. did put Williams well, bottom. Well, that's a bit of an L, but. Um,
0: well we'll get into that
1: <laughs> yeah I think we kind of said with rule cycles and all that AlphaTauri Tauri generally start or Toro Rosso back in the day start off slowly and then as the teams just get closer and closer together over a five year period that's the point where suddenly they're just running a second Red Bull basically um, so yeah I think their car is probably one of the worst It's def- it, I would say it's probably the worst in quality pace and it's definitely down there in race pace too it's not helped that up until recently, neither of their drivers have particularly pulled up any trees. Um, Sinoda's done well. He's done all right. He's not. I wouldn't say he's done great. And he's been made to look all right with Nick de Vries. So, yeah, we'll see what, what happens the rest of the season. But I don't particularly expect them to make that much progress. Well, there is talk of them running the RP19 next year, which will probably put them in second place. So <laughs> we will see.
0: Yeah, I mean this is the thing isn't it of course at the moment AlphaTauri you know there's all these talks now that Red Bull could potentially sell off the naming rights to you know Hugo Boss or I can what was the other company that was apparently I just looking Orlin, wasn't it yeah Orlin uh, was the other one of course who's already one of their big sponsors um I mean surely at some point very very soon you just start to wonder why AlphaTauri you know I get that obviously they've been trying to just take up all the wind tunnel time all the R&D time they possibly can as you know they should, but do we think going into 2024, Red Bull will just be giving them every single part they possibly can again? You know, it just seems sensible, doesn't it, at this moment yeah. in time?
1: Yeah, yeah, because they would, I I genuinely think a, a twi- an RB19 next year would probably finish 6th or 7th, <laughs> I'll probably be the fastest, like 6th or 7th fastest car. So, and we've seen it before, the Super Aguri ran a, a year old Honda back in the day, and even Toro themselves used to do it in in 08 wasn't it they ran it all round well they were running the same car weren't yeah, they with a better point. engine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it's, it's i think formula
0: 1 of course is against that now though
1: yeah more so although yeah you can still get listed parts obviously but depends depends how you can't just straight up copy um anymore thankfully
0: uh but yeah i mean Sonoda though jamie you had him predicted for 19th overall on the championship I had him predicted for 18th. Uh, The the more painful bit for both of us, and I do remember saying it at the time, um, was that we both said DeFries would be worse, but we thought he'd just get what we dub on this show as a shithouse result. Um, So we both had DeFries one place above Sonoda, uh, and safe to say we've got that badly wrong.
1: Yes, unless he comes back, you never know. Uh (laughs) I think I've got a good
0: idea he won't be
1: coming back. Yeah, right now Sonoda is 17th in the championship with three points to his name.
0: Yes, yeah, and ahead of Kevin Magnuson
1: yeah. as well, though, which has been rather impressive.
0: Of course, neither of us predicted Daniel Ricciardo would make a return, uh, so clearly we don't know wheel at all there. I think we may have spoken um, about it
1: at some point. Maybe once the rumours are happening.
0: Once the rumours were happening, Jamie. Not at the start of preseason. Not at the end of no. preseason testing. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, AlphaTauri, of course, we've always said they're a weird little team. Never have finished last, though. I don't think in a championship.
1: I think they are not have. mistaken. Not Alpha Tower. I don't. Th- would have yeah. done. Yeah,
0: I don't think they ever did. I, I thought they came ninth was... a couple of times ahead of Force India. Two
1: thousand six. What did they do? They might have beaten Super Aguri. They might have beaten Spiker. Uh,
0: Spiker was seven. Oh yeah. I'm pretty certain they beat Aguri in six, Spiker in seven, uh Force India in eight. Um They were they definitely. Last... Yeah, they beat everyone in eight.
1: They were last oh, in, in 2009, teams... I think. Were they? Yes, they were 10th place. They got some points.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, they've had points this year as well, haven't yeah. they? Um, but, okay, clearly got that one slightly wrong. So it might be the second time ever they finished last. Yeah. They, they, oh, wait, sorry, in 09, you said? 09, they were last year. Okay, I was going to say, I thought you said 010 for some reason. I was like they definitely didn't then. No. <laughs> um, with all the new teams coming in. But let's move on up then, Jamie, to uh, a, a team that's had a bit of a feel-good story, hasn't it? But uh, I still feel... Uh, sorry, no, I'm getting my numbers. No, you're definitely up getting here. Them well. Uh, we'll get to them soon. Uh, Alfa Romeo. What a fall-from-grace mm. this has been so far, isn't it? It's
1: just been really weird. Like, their their car has shown pace at some points. I'm a Joe fan, so... Yeah, I've I've been following them fairly close. And there's some races... Like Bahrain, for instance, Bottas did strangely well. Um, And then Spain, Joe just randomly finished ninth on actual pace. He was really, really good there. And then obviously in Hungary, they got a double top seven in qualifying. And then it yeah. completely blew up in the race. Absolutely their cars awful. pooed themselves. Kind um. the of start the grand. <laughs> what do you mean the cars awful? It was Boss, a sensor go sensor failure is there, is they Genji keep telling him out. it
0: was a sensor failure?
1: You're waffling. It was. How a... is Joe the only driver that keeps getting sensor? No, has had it like... too, but he just pulled away better.
0: Well, oh, so he knows how to start a launch. Well, on kn- car. it
1: wasn't the launching. It was actually a sensor failure, which meant he had to pull away normally, like he does from a pit stop. But the launch control right, okay. didn't work. That's an actual There, is, There is no launch control. Not launch control, but like the... <laughs> you know what I mean. The race start procedure.
0: I can't wait for Jamie to accidentally just outed Alpha Romeo as cheaters. in launch control.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but like the car seems to have bits of pace. But even... They've been quite good at fumbling really good results in the past as well. As I remember when Raikkonen drove for the team. Um, anytime there was an opportunity, stuff like Monza 2020, stuff like Mugello... Or what was the uh, Hungary 2021 as well where like these are random races where you have potential to get points and those were the times when the likes of Williams used to score points out of people like that actually Alfa, uh, Alfa Romeo are really good at messing up those races
0: <laughs> it's not spoke about enough is it but yeah. Alfa Romeo yeah, are incredible at fumbling at the moment
1: yeah so I think they'll pick up some more points the rest of the year I think Joe and Bottas are both doing alright I don't think either of them will get replaced well, um, it looks like, yeah, year. they want to
0: extend contracts, don't they? Even though Porcher's now
1: winning Formula 2. Oh dear, that sounds like Teo Porcher out the window as well. Um, <laughs> yes, I I just think the the consistency of driver is quite important. And when you're trying to make progress, not sticking a rookie in halfway through the process. Because Joe's going to have two years experience by the end of this year. I think it makes sense to retain. And if Teo, like, a year out is kind of the norm now, almost for... F2 champions, especially the ones who don't win it on their debut season. Like, uh, so Porcher's been in there three years, which apparently makes him washed if you ask anyone else on Joe's, Joe's driving. But there we go. <laughs> uh,
0: let, let's also, you know, just talk about the elephant in the room there, Jamie. Uh, how old was Joe Guanyu when he made his F1 debut? 23, 24.
1: How old was Lewis Hamilton when he made his debut? Uh, ha-
0: that's not what I'm trying to make. 23? 23. 23, yeah, but that was a lot more common back then. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Teo Porcher. Third year of Formula 2. You know, I can't
1: argue with that. That is a fact. Still only 19, though, isn't he? No, he's going to be 20 by the end of the year. Is he not? I don't know. He's, he definitely made his debut at 17. Yeah. Yeah, he's 20. I oh, no, he's not. He only just turned 19. What?
0: Yeah, see? Wow. See? Yeah.
1: He's young. Young boy. He is
0: young. Um, And, you know, it's... it's. I think, to be honest, more the question's got to be, you know, are Andy eyeing him up, potentially? I
1: think Andy are eyeing up Carlos Sainz. But that's, well, a, apparently, that's a story for another Apparently, time.
0: and I mean, after um, after Belgium, I'm not sure. I mean, I get why you die up Carlos Sainz, because, of course, I'd argue he's actually an incredibly good adaptable driver.
1: Very adaptable, very consistent, but doesn't have that killer instinct.
0: No, no, exactly. What, where, he, do he do we predict, where do we predict after me? Uh We both predicted them 7th overall. Okay. Um, so we, we did predict a small fall off They arguably should
1: be finishing 7th with the car they have. In my opinion. Uh,
0: yeah, I think that they're more Haas, I think that's fair.
1: No, Haas um, have no race pace in the slightest.
0: Oh, <laughs> behave, it's just because Hulkenberg can't race a car.
1: Well, he's got um, more points than Magnussen. So.
0: <laughs> he does have more points than Magnussen, but Magnussen can't qualify a car, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, but in terms then, obviously, so Bottas and Joe, 15th and 16th overall in the championship. Uh, you predicted Bottas in 12th and Joe in 13th, so a little bit optimistic from yeah, you there. Slightly. I predicted Bottas in 13th and Joe in 15th. Okay. Um, so not as optimistic from myself, but of course, yeah. Still was, a little
1: bit optimistic.
0: <laughs> uh, still on the optimistic side, but then again, we were expecting them to finish 7th, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, up next then, Jamie, is going to be Hats. What do we make of them yeah. so far?
1: Uh, Hulk's done much better than I thought he would. I'll put that straight out Much there. Much better than you thought he would. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Like, I was when he came back, I was like, okay, that's cool. But I don't think we will do that well because he had three years out. He's still ridiculously fast, especially over one lap. So... I think ridiculously fast is
0: strong. No, give him some
1: credit. Give him some he's, credit. He's been a good qualifier this year. But
0: I also, you know, as we just mentioned, the Haskar is a pretty decent... It's a bit like the Williams, isn't it? It's very, very decent over one lap. Um, and, of course, we always forget, as well, Has just have, like, three tracks that they're really good at. Um, and, obviously, until Hulkenberg had, had that engine failure, it looked like he'd been able to capitalise at those three tracks.
1: Yeah, although I don't think he was getting points in the Austria race. Probably not, the, no. the tyre wear of that car is horrendous for both drivers. Like, Magnussen has spent half of the season just battling De Vries for last place. Yeah. Um,
0: it has been the best battle of 2023, wasn't it? <laughs> that whole saga.
1: Yeah, it was, what, three races in a row where they just crashed. It's like, what is this? But, um, yeah, I think I think Hulk's doing incredibly well. Um, Magnussen, less so. And if they were to replace one driver, it would definitely be Magnussen for next year. I don't think they will. But, uh, yeah, Hulk obviously has the, the front row start, which was robbed from him in Canada. Um, and he was running second. So remind for, me again what he
0: did in Canada what did he, to get that what robbed that off did, him. Did I'm pretty certain he got a penalty. Oh he didn't sped he? under
1: the red flag, didn't he? Yeah, that's he a bit He did
0: speed under the red flag.
1: Yeah, but he still qualified second and then qualified fourth in Austria. Um yeah, he's doing incredibly well. He's had I think before Belgium he was equal for Q threes with Checo Perez, which kinda of uh, says quite I think I think he might
0: have been one behind, but
1: yeah. Yeah, he's one behind now at spa. But yeah. yeah. Haas are just a really strange team because you kinda of have some good characters there i think both drivers are quite funny obviously Günther stein is a big part of that but like operationally as a team they're just not very serious so <laughs> it's yeah it's hard to see what their progress is going to be what their long game is without investment um but yeah i think eighth place is kind of about about right for them i think if they finish ninth that also would be quite fair for the end of the season but yeah we'll see
0: uh, yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment of everything going on. I don't think I've really got much to add. I think Hass need to have that big reshuffle at some point in the near future. You know, whether it could be them that look towards Teoport Chair, you just don't know. Um but we actually both got Haas bang on in eighth place, wow. Jamie. So I I'm bet you put Magnuson ahead one. of Hulk
1: because you're a snack. I
0: did put Magnuson ahead of Hulk. Um, so obviously real life Holkenberg is in P14, Uh, I predicted him 16th, you predicted him 15th, Magnussen is in 18th, you predicted him in 16th, I predicted him in 14th. So we were were both slightly optimistic there on the Haas front, despite the fact we got the team in the right position. Then we move on up, Jamie, and what a miracle it would be if they can hold on to this. Williams, tied with Haas, but better on count back, they're on 11 points and in 7th.
1: Yeah, thanks solely to Alex Albon. Um, who's doing incredibly this season, probably one of the top performers of the season. Um, But yeah, the car is an absolute bullet. That's all it is, really. (laughs) Uh, Because they can't really do corners. They can't really do wind. But they've got an absolute rocket ship in a straight line. So yeah, you can see that by where he scored points in Bahrain, Canada and Silverstone. Because they're probably the tracks with the most on-throttle time that they've done so far, I would say. Certainly Silverstone is. Um. yeah, it's it's incredibly hard to pass. So if you get Albon doing a great job of qualifying, which he has done on many occasions, and then he just has a good start, gets up into P6, P7, suddenly it's almost impossible to overtake him because most cars with DRS are then equal to the Williams without DRS which is mad. it's an
0: incredible strategy isn't it because i mean we did speak about this and rebel are kind of done the same thing but as formula one is trying to make every track fantastic for racing and that just means make them all straight lines yeah it makes sense
1: to have a car that's just ridiculously good on straight lines like you play the hand you get dealt like you look at the new track saudi arabia uh even qatar even though it's not obviously designed new but vegas stuff, vegas yeah um they're all just very long straights miami as well very long straights with little tight twisty sections where you can't pass. So if you make sure you don't get passed on the straights, you're going to be fine. <laughs> it's a pretty pretty damn good strategy to have, yeah. isn't it? Of course, uh,
0: you mentioned Sergeant there. Uh, it's It's been weird, hasn't it, Logan Sergeant yeah. in that second yeah. seat? He hasn't really done anything wrong,
1: I would argue. He's just had little but mistakes. He, but, but he, he has, hasn't
0: really done anything right either. No,
1: he's had a lot of small mistakes, to be fair. like If you think about race by race like he's definitely a unpolished rookie but that's kind of fair because he was not expected to be an F1 this year until all the fallout with Piastri and Alonso happened so yeah and he has always taken a, a full year kind of like Mick Schumacher taking a full year to adapt to a new a new formula um but I think he's got to start doing better to be honest I think yeah he's had a, a lot of random spins like in quality of the race and a few times, he's just really, really lacked pace.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think we're, we're kind of at this weird crossroads now, aren't we, with Williams, of, you know, is this just, again, a bit of a flash in the pan, you know, similar sort of 2014, 2015, where they, you know, sort of up on performance again? Um, or is this, you know, really Williams starting to rebuild and restructure? And, you know, I don't get me wrong, I don't think, you know, they've got anything to suggest they will be a championship winner again anytime soon. Uh, but you know, could we see them beefing out with Alpine you know, towards the front of that midfield in the near future? Could they do a McLaren and make a big leap forward towards the front again? You know, if they get something right with the car, we don't quite know. But I of rate course, what, it,
1: um, James Vause is doing that team. He's been—he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah.
0: He's doing an absolutely fantastic job at the moment. I think you know the way he talks about that team as well. It's clear that I know, obviously, we were a little bit worried, of course, because it was quite a big step up for him. Uh, but he's, yeah, absolutely smashed it out of the park, isn't he, so far this year? And it's fantastic to see. But, you know, I think Williams will probably retain Sergeant for next year. Yeah, I think um, they will. But I think then, you know, if it's getting to the point where Alban is, you know, sort of potentially, you know, battling inside that, you know, he's ahead of all the other backmarkers at the moment. um. But, you know, still on half the points of Pierre Gasly. You know, if it gets to the point next year where, you know, say they're battling with Alpine and, you know, that kind of thing, could we see Sargent get dropped? you, you, you just makes you wonder sort of the direction that Williams need to take it.
1: Yeah. Where do we put them? I think...
0: Baz. Um... You said 9th, I said 10th. I really just expected Williams to get a bit unlucky this year. Um, so we both had Sergeant in last place overall, P20, he's currently P19. You had Albon in 17th, I had him in 19th, and he is currently 13th. So we massively yeah. underplayed on the Williams No, I do front.
1: think they should be 9th or 8th with their car. <laughs> uh on overall pace but obviously when you specialize it to do straights really well that's quite a good strategy as we said so yeah yeah yeah
0: it's a bit of a weird one isn't it because probably yeah on raw pace they are the eighth or ninth fastest car um but obviously sensibly, there's been tracks where they are the seventh fastest car (laughs) so they deserve to be p7 yeah isn't it yeah they've got the points even higher than that points mean prizes they absolutely do and that prize money could be very very useful Come the end of the year. Let's move it on up, though. Jamie, obviously a team that we mentioned in the intro and a bit of an odd one. Uh, it's Alpine, of course. You're kind of still a fan of them, I suppose. I like you're Gasly. One of four. You like Gazley? <laughs> Aren't you an Estevan Ockham fan? I've heard you oh. I've heard you chanting Esty Besty <laughs> before.
1: Absolutely. Such not. a
0: chite right chant, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It's an absolute Twitter, Twitter merchant chant. That one, but uh, yeah, Alpine are just really weird. They, yeah i just don't don't get them as a team <laughs> i've had to go through the cycle of having to support them when hulk was there and still kind of when gasly is there although i kind of hope he gets out because it's a bit of a sinking ship where's he gonna go yeah i don't know that's the problem it's kind of the best place for him but it's not it's not good
0: he's back to super formula yeah.
1: <laughs> yes uh but i mean both drivers are actually doing pretty well gasly's been horrendously unlucky Oh, uh, behave. No, he has been. I, I was waiting for your Gasly excuse. He has been really unlucky this season. Uh, but Arcon has been very consistent, as he kind of always has been. Um, and obviously the, the shining point for both drivers is that random third place. They got one at Monaco and one at the Belgium Sprint. So, yeah, I think both drivers are all right. Their their team overall is obviously not doing that well. And well, What team? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They're all left. Um, and they kind of have been given two wake-up calls this season, one at the beginning when Aston Martin were just rapid, and they're like, "Oh, how have they done that?" And we're rubbish. And then later on in the season when McLaren started going quick, they're like, "Oh, another team made progress, and we haven't." But we've been saying for about ten years that we've got a five, a hundred race plan, and that resets yeah. every thirty races. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know the big talks now as well is um, about this engine balance of performance, isn't it? Alpine now believe they're about thirty bhp down on everyone else again they're the only team with
1: their engine So
0: exactly, yeah. they've got nothing to compare that to um, you know it could end up being a little bit like McLaren wasn't it when they had the Honda power units you know slagging them off all the time and then they get the Renault power units and they're still awful Yeah. Um, so it makes you realise that actually it's the car not the engine um, but yeah, Alpine yeah just bizarre aren't they yeah. um, you know we mentioned obviously could we see them drop out I don't think that's going to be the case anytime soon to be honest no, still I don't think it will. Um, but yeah, they've. I mean, more and more questions have got to be getting raised, haven't they? You know, like you said, we've seen Aston Martin fight back to the front. We're seeing McLaren fighting back towards the front. Why aren't Alpine?
1: Yeah, yeah, because they've been saying they will for ages. Where do we put them? Uh,
0: so we both predicted them in fifth overall in the championship. Okay. Um, so you said Gasly would beat Ocon. That's not uh, we, out of so the question. We, Uh, I think it's unlikely when you look at the big five teams now. 13 points, yeah. A couple of seventh places. Um, So you said Gasly in ninth, Ocon in tenth. I said vice versa. Ocon is currently in tenth, so you have got him bang on, uh, to be fair to you. Uh, But Gasly, we both over-predicted there, uh, down in P12. Um, Moving on up, though, Jamie, to probably one of the weirdest teams so far in 2023, wasn't it? Uh, That has got to be... The bizarre tale of McLaren's apparent resurgence.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. And actually, yeah, I've never seen an upgrade. I guess it was kind of a beast B-spec car, but I've never seen an upgrade do so much in such in one go. Because literally, in Canada, they didn't get points. In Spain, they didn't get points. They scraped ninth and tenth in to Monaco. To fair,
0: they were third on the grid in Spain. Yeah. Just Lando yeah.
1: scuffed it at Turn one. Yeah, and then they scraped ninth and tenth in Monaco and then they got no points at Miami. Well, oh, Miami, they were the slowest car. They were car. the slowest team, for sure. Um, and then they, Lando gets this upgrade in Austria. Piastri's finishing 16th with the old car, and Lando's just finishing 4th and battling Mercedes and Ferraris. And it's like, oh, hang on, I know Lando's good at Austria, but how's this happened? And then he goes and puts it on the front row at Silverstone and gets P2, and it's like, oh, maybe their car's just got on the straights. And then he goes and gets a second place at Hungary, and it's like, oh, maybe their car's just good. And then Piastri is probably the driver of the weekend well, up until the race start when he arguably messed up. The driver of the weekend until the bit
0: that wards all yeah. the points.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, wow, how, where's this come from? I have no idea why their car was so bad at the start of the year. But yeah, they're, they're really good now. I genuinely think, if I, hang on, before I commit to anything, actually they're like 90 points behind Ferrari. I don't think they'll be yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, still a long way back. <laughs> but Could happen. I think they are probably the third fastest team at the minute. Behind who? Mercedes and Red Bull.
0: You reckon they're still slower than Merck?
1: Well, it's very close with Mercedes, I think. But I think it's more track-dependent yeah, still between yeah. Merck, McLaren,
0: Ferrari, and Aston Martin.
1: Yeah, which makes it great. Honestly, if, if Verstappen wasn't in the championship, it would be incredible. Because you've had about, what, six different winners? How many people have finished second?
0: Uh, Perez, Perez so Hamilton, has Alonso Hamilton. Leclerc, Russell and Norris Leclerc. Russell hasn't finished second
1: oh no he hasn't yeah I don't think no. Um,
0: and obviously Piastri in the sprint
1: yeah yeah so it would have been like six seven different winners if you count Piastri but uh, Red Bull
0: pretty simple
1: well yeah even just banned Verstappen <laughs> although Perez uh, yeah. without the uh, without the Pressure of beating Max Perez would be walking away with it to be honest. But. oh,
0: absolutely, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah. McLaren though, it's good to see them back fighting. I mean, it's kind of in a similar vein to twenty twenty one, wasn't it, uh, where they were beefing Ferrari, or twenty twenty as well, of course, where they were beefing Ferrari. Um, yeah. Although you know, I think the fact that up until now. pretty much the summer break, Lando was still ahead of Perez and Bottas in twenty twenty one was yeah. absolutely
1: mental. Yeah, and Lando um, is a, one of the best drivers on the grid, probably. Oh, absolutely. Top absolutely four, i think i'd put it off and
0: i think it makes it even more impressive that oscar piastri has not been destroyed Just, yeah by yeah
1: him. piastri's doing you know, it completely I, commendably for sure
0: i do wonder you know in the not too distant future whether you know this could be the pressure that norris really needs uh, or could be the pressure that breaks him uh, if oscar piastri you know, cuz i think the thing is what i love about oscar as well i i'm going to go out on a limb here jamie this might be quite shocking to some people I might honestly be a bigger Piastri fan than I am a Lando Norris fan at the moment. Wow. I think the way Lando sometimes conducts himself, I think he's a bit too, not necessarily comfortable, and it makes F1 sound a bit too old school necessarily. He's a, little,
1: he's a little bit complainy. I got that just on the radio in Spa. He was very He's down. a bit
0: complainy, and he's kind of a bit too comfortable with where he is at the moment, I feel. Obviously, he's had two years of just kicking the bottom out of Daniel Ricciardo in a car that suits him. Don't get me wrong, I still think he's an absolutely fantastic driver, but, you know, it was things like the apology for breaking Max's trophy at Hungary <laughs> and things like that, where he's literally smirking as he does it. I get why, obviously, it's funny to a lot of people, um, but, you know, Oscar Piastri is an absolute out-and-out. He's here to race. I mean, you know, yeah. he's, he's a bit he reminds like a Kimmy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, I, I do many words. really, really warm to him. I think, you know, I'd loved him in Formula 2. I know you didn't, obviously because he was a Only because he's a rival.
1: I think he's a great driver.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I never I didn't think you were ever arguing about his talent. <laughs> I think you just obviously, you the fact, you liked someone that he was yeah. beating quite comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> but Piastri I think is absolutely the real deal. And I would be intrigued as we head out of the summer break because Spa was the first proper weekend where he was comfortably you know, just had those extra couple of tents over Lando um, you know, second half of the year, maybe, you know, it could be a case of, obviously, Lando Norris sign signed that long-term deal at McLaren. You know, if Oscar Piastri starts beating him, you know, more regularly, could he be trying to look for a way out?
1: I think Lando's quality. I think he's... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think,
0: I do genuinely believe Oscar Piastri's got the potential to be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, although well, Lando's I still think... young as well. Lando's, what, 23?
0: Lando's 23. <laughs> uh, Piastri's 21. Um... Or twenty two, Piastri 22, might be. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I absolutely yeah do believe Oscar Piastri.
1: Yeah. Could, and you forget he's a rookie, which future. is a great compliment. exactly,
0: exactly. You know the fact that you know Sergeant, as we've said, obviously is um, done Obviously, we've already spoke about Nick Freeze, but Piastri just. I mean, this is what obviously he did in Formula Two, did in Formula Three, did obviously in Formula Renault as well. He gets into a car. And he just can almost immediately get ninety nine percent out of it. Yeah. And now he's finding that last percent.
1: And that's exactly what Räikkönen did in any car he drove. He's rapid. He does remind me of a, an Australian Kimmy.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I love him. And, of course, I love his parents on Twitter. You know, we, We've got to give a shout-out to them because the amount of comments I see, I mean, they've basically gone viral, haven't they, recently? Yeah. People are in love with his mum telling him off all the time and things like that. Um, but we both predicted Jamie McLaren in sixth, uh, so we've got that one, one wrong again, them and Alpine the wrong way around. Yeah. Although, However...
1: To be fair to us, we couldn't have predicted them to suddenly have the second fastest car with an upgrade. So No, we couldn't so
0: we, we, we've done alright there we both got Norris, bang on we said 8th place for him, that could change by the end of the year, It would not surprise me if he beats out a Sainz or a, a Leclerc or something or a George Russell, potentially um, you said Piastri in P14 wow. so you really didn't believe in Oscar Piastri I just think it was going to be. I however, had Piastri in 11th so I've got the McLaren lineup bang on which yeah. I'm taking the points for
1: I fully don't think Piastri will stay 11th but I also think he will not stay 14th so
0: fair enough fair enough i think that's an interesting an interesting call uh yeah. four more teams to go though jamie uh next up is if i'm led to believe correctly is ferrari
1: indeed and yeah what is going on who knows who knows it's, it's kind ferrari. of it's the nature of this season that every couple of races the the team in second place changes and based on, I don't know, car pace or just the nature of the track they're at. But Ferrari have had the second fastest car at some races. Definitely at Bahrain, I would say. Probably at, well, Baku. They got pole there. And certainly Belgium re- more recently. But there's just some races where they're just easily the fourth best. And that leaves like them Like Saudi. Yeah. And that leaves them in seventh and eighth. And it's like. Sixth and eighth. Well, sixth and seventh in Saudi. But like.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you meant in the championship. No, no. And that's in, wrong anyway, yeah. When they're yeah, no, I know what you mean, sorry. Yeah.
1: Like if you're the four fastest team when no one's having a problem, you're you're getting ten points from a race and it's like, okay, that's quite bad. Um so yeah, Ferrari have just been strangely mediocre. And I think Yeah, they probably will like obviously no one expected Aston Martin to make this leap. They could beat out Aston Martin by the end of the season, but yeah, I think when Leclerc was battling for, a, well, supposedly battling for a championship last year uh, until he started crashing in France, uh, <laughs> and even before that in Imola, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a shame, for Ferrari. And I think science is doing consistently well, but as we said, doesn't really have that, that cutting edge. Leclerc has been quick on occasion, but crashed more than he should have done. Um, and yeah, that kind of sums it up.
0: Yeah, it really has been a tale of two halves, hasn't it, down at Ferrari? Because Leclerc, you could probably easy count up 30, 40 points that he's lost this year. You know, eighteen in uh, sorry, 15 sorry in Bahrain for the reliability, you know, the accidents that he's had at a couple of other venues as well. Sensibly, uh, I think, you know, had everything gone right, he probably should have been in that battle with Alonso and Hamilton, uh, which would showcase that Aston Martin, Mercedes and Ferrari have all had, uh, you know, the second fastest car this season. Uh, but the fact that he's only seven points ahead of Sainz, and that's just been the fact that Sainz has gone into every weekend and got the job done rather than been brilliant. You know, yeah. Sainz, I think, has still had the second best average qualifying position this year. Um, but, I mean, he's got, what, one podium to show for it? Has Sainz been on the podium No, he hasn't. I think he has one. one in the sprint. Yeah, one in a sprint, sorry, yeah. So it hasn't even had a podium yet, Um, but it's still, yeah, just seven points behind Charles. I mean, Charles, to be honest, is quite lucky to be ahead of Russell with the way things are looking. Um, But I think, you know, you mentioned Aston Martin there. I think they will get the better of Aston Martin by the end of the year. Um, You know, obviously, they've taken a big step backwards recently, as obviously we kind of predicted they would you know, we kind of thought it was not necessarily a flash in the pan, um, but just obviously, you know, their first time really fighting towards the front. They were going to start struggling, you know, with against Mercedes and Ferrari. Um, So you predicted Ferrari P3. I actually predicted them P2, Jamie, in the championship. Interesting. Um, So Leclerc is currently fifth in the driver's table. You predicted fourth. I predicted second again. Not
1: great for me, I'll admit,
0: (laughs) but uh, Sainz, he's currently 7th, and we both predicted him in 6th. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll accept that for Ferrari.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's it's about, you know, I think, like we said, I reckon they'll still get P3 overall coming into the year, but I think Mercedes are just a bit too consistent, and I think, you know, Lewis is finding that love again with the sport you know that you really missed yeah. out on in 2022 um which i think you know could still be argued he is you know mercedes x factor still yeah, you know sure. a lot of the talk was suddenly about george um but i think ed lewis
1: has the russell was never really, really beating him. hamilton we'll
0: get on to it later <laughs> we will we will in just a moment um aston martin though up next again another feel-good story but you know the Power and balance like of yeah, recent time, isn't it? Um, has really kind of swung that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they were definitely the the, the shock at the beginning of the season. Apologies for the yawn, uh, <laughs> but they've kind of gone off the boil a little bit more recently. Although fifth place in Belgium wasn't that bad for Alonso, but then he got a podium in all but two of the first eight races, so and then none since then. So. Yeah, Alonso is performing incredibly well, and it's really cool to see him back at the front, I think. But the car has lacked a bit recently. And then Lance Stroll, what's going on with him? Who knows? <laughs> well, it's Lance Stroll, isn't he? He much sums it up. Yeah, he's had one top five finish this season. Alonso's had one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, one nine. One top
0: five finish in what has often been the second best car.
1: Yeah, and even that top five, he, he did his best to mess it up in Melbourne but got lucky oh yeah
0: he shouldn't have even had that should he he should have been yeah. a DNF yeah what would Stroll's
1: best result be without like that then six Six. Yeah, a couple of six places yeah madness but madness. yeah I think Alonso's doing incredibly well I think he's got his love for the sport he's a great character to have on a sport he's dating Taylor Swift so you know loves, life's doing forgot about well that for, for Alonso uh, Lance Stroll is he actually seems a bit disenchanted with it which is a bit of a shame for him I do wonder if at some point he just calls it quits.
0: But this is what we said though obviously when Alonso was announced to Aston Martin wasn't it? Stroll's kind of had those couple of years where he's gone up against Seb who let's be fair a bit um, you know, was not the Seb <laughs> that we used to you know absolutely hate as he would run rings around everyone so of course I, yeah.
1: there,
0: was, there was probably a little bit from Stroll going well I'm keeping up with a four time world champion I'm standing my own daddy bring in whoever you like so obviously Alonso's gone well I want to get money um <laughs> And we said before, we said obviously as soon as it was announced, Alonso was going to bully the kid. Yeah. And I mean, he he hasn't necessarily off the track. You know, he's been very, very supportive of the He's been very diplomatic, actually. In yeah. what has been bizarre to watch. And honestly, yeah. I think I dislike this version of Alonso more than the normal one, <laughs> who's just a dick for being the sake of a dick. But watching that um, on the
1: screens and saying, what a great move when he's battling for 12th exactly. and Alonso's in yeah. third. It's like, okay. <laughs> but like... On the track, Alonso has absolutely wiped the floor with him, hasn't
0: he? You know, I think yeah. Stroll's beaten him once in a race, twice in qualifying. Uh, my favourite one of those, of course, was in Barcelona, where Fernando Alonso's home race, Aston Martin had a bit of a nightmare, and Stroll was just quicker. Yeah, most of the weekend was quite funny. Um, but yeah, the fact he's on forty-seven points behind Lando Norris, and really on half of the points of the cars he should sensibly be battling. Wait, he's got a third of the points. Just of Alonso. Like Stroll, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. But even then, he should be in that battle with Leclerc, Russell and Sainz.
1: Yeah, if you stuck, I even arguably an Ocon or a Gasly or a Hulk or an Albin, I think they would be in the fight with Leclerc and Russell and Sainz.
0: Yes, yeah, easy, easy. It's just Lance Stroll, isn't it? You know, a few bad qualifying sessions here and there. Um, and obviously yeah. the Aston Martin car that's fallen off slightly. Maybe Do I his, think uh, he'll give it up?
1: No. Maybe this is his dad's idea to, instead of like having to fund an entire career... He just funds Stroll until he gets battered by enough world champions to leave.
0: Yeah, I just feel like Stroll won't give up. That's kind of my problem. He's like a bad fart. (laughs) just always lingering. Um,
1: Fair, fair. I I wonder, because obviously Stroll, Lawrence Stroll only owns, what, 25%, isn't it, of the team? So if the bad performances do continue, it's how much pulling power does he have? Obviously, he owns... Quite a lot, Jamie, I'm still left to believe. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, if the other... 75% 75% all think we should get rid of him. Would Lawrence Stroll leave? I think Lawrence Stroll sees the vision and would stay. Whether Lance was there
0: eh, or not. Yeah, I think he'd quite happily walk away with his profits and invest it elsewhere. I'm sure, you know, you could have a Haas or a uh, Alpha Romeo. Well, it won't be Alpha Romeo, will it? It could be, you know, Williams, something like that, that would quite happily take a few pennies to put Stroll in the car for a couple of seasons. Maybe, yeah. Um, but obviously Aston Martin still currently P3 I'm in the mindset of they will finish the year in fourth I think Ferrari should get the better of them Um, but we both predicted them in fourth Alonso is currently obviously third in the championship one point clear of Hamilton we both predicted him in seventh Um, you predicted Stroll in 11th I predicted him 12th and of course currently he is in ninth place overall but probably could at least finish 10th behind the yeah, uh, and might lose to Ocon if things go really badly
1: yes yeah, I think Aston Martin, Alonso down in seventh is a bit harsh, but I guess at the start of the year we couldn't really believe how fast they were. So.
0: No, I think we kind of, I think we still had this big three in our head, and yeah. Alonso was just going to be comfortably the best of the rest, wasn't it? Um, which you know potentially on how bad Aston Martin Fall could still end up being the case <laughs> by the end of the I'm year, not sure. but no, I don't think he'd come all the way down. I reckon he could sit into quite a lonely fourth, or might get jumped by Leclerc and Russell, uh, yeah. but I still see him beating Science by the end of the year. And that leaves us then, Jamie, with our big two, Mercedes and Red Bull.
1: Yes, and it's nice to see Mercedes back, I think. I think the pole in Hungary, I was genuinely quite happy about as a complete non-Hamilton fan. <laughs> we but, love, him. we <laughs> love him. Yeah, it was nice to see. I like to see happy Lewis, as long as he's not beating Verstappen. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's a good progression year for Mercedes. I think they probably didn't expect to be winning the championship, but to be definitely second best on consistency and overall pace is good for them although on races like arguably they've not been second fastest that many times it's just they've always been second or third and the other teams who have been second have been second or fifth or sixth
0: fifth or sixth?
1: no like as in no I mean like Mercedes you go into a race weekend Mercedes are usually second fastest or third fastest you take Ferrari or McLaren They've been second fastest, or fourth or fifth fastest.
0: Right, okay. That's, yeah, very, very different to sixth fastest. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I think as well, you, you might not be giving Mercedes enough credit there, because I think they've still got the best driver pairing
1: in the sport. Probably. Um, Although Russell's not been brilliant this season, I would say.
0: He, he's been unlucky on a couple of occasions as well, but yeah, I certainly think he's kind of been, you know, Hamilton's kind of put him back in his place slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but i think the other thing as well that we kind of forget about mercedes of course is that you know obviously when they were prolific winners obviously it was more obvious but they are getting the job done almost every week aren't they still yeah and they're very often they are able to capitalize
1: yeah yeah so i think they're getting as much out of the car as you could reasonably expect obviously hamilton probably will finish third overall um, I'd like to think so yeah
0: I think he deserves it with the season he's having
1: and Russell has been quite unlucky Melbourne for instance he was effectively leading then got unlucky then got an engine failure uh, Canada yeah, was a probably could mistake. have come third and Canada was a very poor mistake from him and on occasion he's yeah not just had the pace of Lewis which is understandable when you've got the second best driver of all time um but yeah,
0: well, yeah, I suppose that is right behind centre, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Mercedes, though. I mean, you predicted in P two, you had them bang on. There we go. I still, you know, didn't want to get optimistic about my boys, uh, so I had them in P three. Uh, however, you did predict Russell to beat Hamilton still again.
1: Wow! I don't. You
0: thought wow. that was the shift that was going to stay. How do you feel about it's only, that? Jamie? Only
1: fifty points. You never know, actually. That's a lot. Only
0: fifty <laughs> points. That's half of Russell's points this year, my friend. Yeah,
1: I don't expect that to. Uh, yeah, to to change. <laughs> I'll take the L on that one.
0: No. Yeah, so you predicted
1: uh sorry, Russell in
0: fourth, I predicted him in fifth, obviously he's currently sixth, but fifth is definitely still possible. I think fourth could be doable by the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. Um are uh, you predicted Hamilton in P five, obviously he's currently fourth, and I predicted in P three, which I think we've as we both said probably, probably should be or could be the case by the end of the year as well. Um and that brings us on then, Jamie, <laughs> to Red Bull.
1: Yes, and there's not a lot to say, really, is there? They're just insane. No. It's
0: just been
1: boring as all hell. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> they're just getting where the job done. Due, they are ridiculous. Oh,
0: absolutely, good. absolutely.
1: They're like, you know, you... I, I don't think the RB19 is the fastest car I've ever seen. But I think in, it's w- in what metric are you like saying that in the pace compared to the rest of the field? Oh
0: no, you've got Williams back in the day yeah. that had a bigger advantage Two a over P2 than yeah. Than... <laughs> teams do now over the entire grid
1: but I um, think the way Red Bull are run and the, the professionalism they go for and the perfectionism they go for they're just really really hard to beat I still I, when
0: they're when they're cooking
1: yeah I don't think they'll win every race I would like to think there's a race where another team wins but I struggle to see how
0: <laughs> I mean but this is the thing though isn't it like obviously no team has ever won every race in a Formula 1 yeah. season and this is what I've been saying since the start there is a huge hopeful part of me, of course, that just means you know either a Mercedes snooker away a win somewhere, you know, there's a Red Bull, you know, Paris is having a day off and Verstappen has a mechanical failure, something like that, or a rogue incident you know, really we're looking back at the 1988 Italian Grand Prix aren't we, for how Mercedes sorry, how Red Bull don't win a
1: Grand Prix. Even 2016 Mercedes, they had two races that didn't win that season out of 21 one yep. of them, they crashed into each other. Yeah. And one of them, uh, Rosberg got taken out of turn one and Hamilton had a failure. That's the sort yep. of thing you're looking at. Because otherwise...
0: That's the only way.
1: Otherwise, saying. Mercedes would have won every race in the 21 race season.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I just don't believe the law of average and statistics will allow Red Bull to win every single race this year. Um, but of course, you know, as we come off the summer break, though, Verstappen on an eight in a row win streak now, second best of all time. Um, you know, he's only going to need. I mean, Zanvort will equal him with Sebastian Vettel yep. uh, for nine in a row. And then, of course, you look towards Monza, Monza don't you? <laughs> I could be
1: there for wow. the record-breaking win. Ten in a row. Ten in a row is insane. insane. Verstappen Especially
0: is... in Ferrari's backyard.
1: Like we said at the start of the year, I remember freaking you out by saying Verstappen could equal Senna this year with wins. Yeah. And he already yeah. has. And he could equal That's a gone. in the end. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? The fact that he could go straight up to P3 in the overall wins list this year. You know, he could uh, still beat out, could he beat out Seb. He could beat out Seb still. He's on...
1: Oh, he's on 45 wins. What yeah. On
0: he's only got to win eight of the last ten.
1: Only, yeah. That's easy going, isn't it? I mean, it is based yeah. on the first half of the year.
0: I right, know, he's 53 for Seb, isn't
1: it? Yeah, so he needs eight more so wins. So he could be
0: tied with him by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 45, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Ridiculous. Scary he's well scary. His way thoughts, to third isn't it?
1: Title. He's gonna be statistically in the top three by the end of next year for sure. Uh yep. <laughs> so yeah. We're li- we're living in Verstappen's world in F1. And I think Currently. ever since he made his debut, we kind of knew this was coming.
0: <laughs> we always feared this would be the case, didn't we? Because he's um, relentless, and, you know... he's
1: got the perfect storm of what you want in a driver. He's ruthless, he's obviously ridiculously fast, he doesn't take any prisoners. And yet he's every... also
0: got the personality of wallpaper paste. No, he's quite funny. He does. He's so boring. I find him funny. He's so boring. Yeah, but this is the I thing, though. Like, when people funny. go on, obviously, about like the Hamilton dominance and things like that, you know, at least Hamilton, but Hamilton, at was the end, end of a Grand Prix, towel. which shows emotion. No, he wasn't. He was showing emotion. You know, he was dedicating like wins to frenzy. He felt like an
1: actor, Hamilton. He was like saying the right things on paper with the right personality. Oh, behave! I don't know.
0: But Max comes across the line every week. Goes yes, boys, yay! <laughs> and just wins again. It's he so was, dull. Oh, that was a lovely race. So dull. Yeah, <laughs> simply lovely. I like, get in the bin, mate. Get I, in the I bin. love him. Yeah, it's just so annoying. It's just the way he wins as well. <laughs> Sounds like he's, like he's just... rent free in your head. To be honest, he is rent free in my head. I'm not even going to argue against it. Give me 2021, Batman. Let me have a Lewis Championship. What? Um, the
1: Championship was up won. one. Like, yeah. well not really <laughs> uh,
0: I mean the only thing that really could stop Red Bull at the moment is if of course they've broken the budget cap again and the FIA throw the book at them uh, which I don't think they do anyway
1: no I think Red Bull are sensible enough to not break it badly enough for a sporting penalty well team. they're the rumoured so... team to have done it well they again, will have broken they? it again but uh, they'll have broken it for a fine because the FIA had done so...
0: <laughs> yeah that needs to get <laughs> fixed doesn't it which we spoke about before uh, but I mean, yeah, we both predicted Red Bull to win out this World Championship. Uh, we both predicted Verstappen on top. You said Perez P two. I had a bit of hope he even said he was in P four. To be fair, if Alonso and Hamilton keep cooking, optimistic, but could happen. That would be quite funny. Nah, Perez. Already uh, got but his I think sensibly, you're locked in. Yeah, yeah. Sensibly, they're locked in for quite an easy one too, and obviously a third World Championship for Max Verstappen. Yes. things you love to hear. Apparently, no,
1: oh, we do. We do. He's on his way to number eight.
0: Sorry.
1: Eight World Championships.
0: He won't win eight world championships in a row.
1: No, he won't, not in a row, but he'll he could he's twenty five. It's like <laughs> It's insane. He
0: is twenty five still, isn't he? I keep forgetting he's only a couple of years older than us.
1: Yeah. And he's Oh
0: <laughs> god. he's on forty five race wins. Let's just watch different motorsport, sport, Jamie. Please. Come Our only hope is, is that Mustafa
1: gets bored and goes somewhere else.
0: I mean, that, yeah, What that's what I'd love to see. I was, uh, Funnily enough, I was actually watching an interesting video this morning um, talking about, do you remember back in 2018 where Alonso and Lando Norris did Daytona 24?
1: No, actually, I don't. You yeah. don't.
0: Very, very interesting. Wow. Very, very interesting. Um, but I think overall, though, Jamie, looking at our predictions, we've had a couple of stinkers, but generally we've done all right, I yeah. would say.
1: And I, I don't think we deserve massive amounts of credit when it was kind of a a Revolution, no, an evolution rather than a revolution for the rule, yeah. Cycle this yeah. year, but, but yeah, we've done okay. We'll go through it properly um, and give out points and stuff at the end of the year. We actually have our own yes. little race prediction predictions, don't we? So that's actually, I think, we're level. I think uh, that's... we
0: did not do Belgium ones officially, so I, even though time. I outscored you, All yeah, right. I'm not gonna we'll classify off. those. Good, <laughs> um, give you, give you that one point disadvantage. yeah, exactly. And a tweet is on the line. Second half of the season
1: then, Jamie. Get me a clip in. <laughs> Bold prediction. Bold prediction for the second half. Okay. Fernando Alonso wins the race. Interesting. Number 33. Okay. Load it up.
0: Okay. The, uh, the clips are going to love that. Thank you very <laughs> much. Um, I am going to say then, for my fanboyism and my hopium, Hamilton is going to win the Red Bull win streak. Win Win 104. Please, please, <laughs> Lewis, come on, do it for me. Um, but yeah, don't think there's anything else we need to cover, Jamie. I think we've done everything we wanted to today.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much, as always, for watching. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure to leave a like. Get yourself subscribed. Like we said, obviously, follow the normal Wheel podcast channel uh, down in the description below, obviously, if you're listening here on YouTube. Uh, And yeah, we'll be back probably next week, then hopefully back on our normal Tuesday time slot uh, with an Iceberg video, Jamie.
1: Looking forward to that as we delve into, I think, Tier 3. Yes, that'll be a lot of fun.